This is the first time that I'm choosing to share my story online. I'm a female, now 22 years old. I'm only 5'1", and don't have many means of protecting myself. When I first left home, I got an apartment and a job at an exclusive club in LA while studying online. I was 19 years old when I first started working there, and learned very quickly the environment that I was in. Creepy older men, cheating husbands, and zero women would ever walk in unless they worked at this club. That's an important detail. The good bottle service money kept me around for way longer than it should have. I always took my break outside in the back, scrolled on my phone, sat on one of the benches until it was time to go back in. We all did this, a breath of fresh air from the cigar smoke. As I did my usual routine, this was the first time I ever saw a female that I didn't work with, even in the parking lot. I just assumed her husband had gotten caught up doing something that she didn't like, but that quickly became far from the truth. She walked up to me, very put together, expensive bag, expensive heels, and got dropped off from a very nicely priced vehicle. It had New York license plates in the front, which wasn't really the norm in LA. When she got close enough to me, she asked me to help her pick up some change that had fallen under her vehicle. But didn't you just get dropped off? Is all that I could think of. I declined and apologized that my break was now over. I asked her if I could get one of the bouncers to assist her, but she declined. She reassured me that it wouldn't take too much of my time, but I still refused. I went back to work, told some of the girls that I worked with to be careful, as it was incredibly suspicious in my opinion. After work, I drove home to study and then get some sleep. My apartment was on the first floor in a non-gated area, with windows in my bedroom and living room that had views of the parking lot. I know, super luxurious. I sat down on my couch, pulled out my laptop, and just proceeded with my after-work routine. After a half an hour of study, I see a flash from a phone straight into my living room window. I immediately run to it, and there it was, the same black vehicle parked right in plain sight. I close my blinds and immediately call the police. They show up, look around, try to find that car, but it's since long gone, and after asking me some questions, they left. They did show up about 15 minutes after I called, so I'm not sure if I even expected them to find anything, but I wish that they did. Two weeks later, I'm at my local pet store with my German Shepherd. She's my rock and protector. I took her wherever I could after this incident. It was at this point that I recognized a lady across the aisle. Her face, the outfit, those same expensive heels. It was the woman who came up to me while I was at work. I made sure my dog could see her and that she could see my dog. She's fully trained, so I wasn't scared of her this time. I checked out after I saw her leave and walked back towards my car to leave myself. A weird note was left on my windshield. I didn't care. Got in and drove straight home. The letter was some, I accidentally hit your car BS. Not sure why, but maybe it was some sort of tactic. Around this time, I asked my neighbors if they could keep their eye out for me and let me know if they saw anything suspicious. One of them remembered a lady, asking them if I was single and acting like she had just seen me around the complex. Little things happened still, random calls, weird voicemails, all of which I think I can link, random tissue notes on my car, and other things that I just still choose to ignore. This has been going on for about three and a half years now, and while I haven't seen her or them in a long time, they definitely let me know that they're still around. 
You'd think that after years of me not engaging with them, that the fun of this would have worn off. But at this point, it's more unsettling that it hasn't. And while I'd like to go to the police for some level of reassurance or protection, I wouldn't even know how to begin to explain what is going on. It would be hard to not portray myself as being crazy, especially given in this situation, there are more than a few times where I feel that way about myself. At 20 years old, I found myself a single mother to a newborn baby boy. Around the same time, a relative of mine had just evicted a tenant who had rented a mobile home that they owned out in the country. Eager to have my own space for me and my baby, I jumped on the opportunity to rent it. I didn't have a car, so I got dropped off at the trailer with mine and all of my baby's belongings. The route there was long, old country road with lots of farms and long stretches of fields. You make a turn into a neighborhood with lots of brick ranch style houses that went on for about a mile until the houses stopped, but the road kept going for another quarter mile. Down a steep hill, then came to a dead end. That dead end is where the mobile home sat, totally secluded. I'll admit, I was afraid of being by myself out there with my baby, especially at night, because the one dim street light shining down, surrounded by woods, just looked creepy. Like you would never be able to see if anyone was out there lurking unless they stood directly under the street light. But the rent was dirt cheap, I had set up a nursery, and the place wasn't too shabby. After settling in, I decided to take advantage of the stretch of road and start going for walks, pushing my baby in the stroller. We would walk all the way up past all the brick houses and back out to the main road, then turn around and walk back down to the trailer. One of those days we were out walking, heading back down the hill when I saw him. A tall, dirty, freakishly lanky man in tattered, filthy clothing standing at the tree line, kind of hunched over. He was just staring at me and kind of swaying back and forth. I hesitantly waved and he just kept staring. Instead of heading back down to the trailer, I turned around and made another lap back up to the road. Whoever this guy was, I didn't want him knowing that I lived there all alone with my baby. I walked slow on my way back down, and thankfully he was gone by the time I got home. I went inside, locked the door. I had an unsettled feeling for the rest of the night. The next day on our walk, we walked up to the main road. On my way back down, I saw the man walking in my direction. I felt my heart pounding as we approached one another. I started to veer off to the other side of the road to avoid him, but he mimicked my movements and walked right up to me. I noticed that he actually wasn't as old as I thought. He was probably only 45 at the most. His rough appearance just made him look much older. He wore a worn out navy blue looking work uniform, like something that a mechanic would wear. He was scarily skinny, beyond dirty, and his teeth, the few that he had left, were so rotten that they were black and barely clinging onto his discolored gums. His nails were creepily long and nasty. His eyes looked bloodshot and one eye was swollen. He smelled so bad, a smell that I'm still not sure how to describe. What's your name? He asked, standing in front of me, and for some reason, out of pure shock, I muttered my name. Then, all at once, he nodded and started walking again. 
as if that was all he wanted to know. As he walked off, I saw a name tag attached to that work uniform. It said, Jermichael. I walked back down to the trailer slowly, frequently looking behind me. I saw him cut between two of the brick houses and then disappear into the woods. Some time went by with no sign of Jermichael, but I hadn't forgotten that he was out there. Eventually, I got a little car and I was on my way back from getting groceries one day when I accidentally missed the turn into the neighborhood, so I pulled into the next drive a little ways down to turn around. It was a narrow gravel driveway surrounded by woods, not the best place to turn around. I drove until I came to a clearing littered with beer cans and garbage. In the middle of the clearing was a small white house that looked like it should have been condemned, and sitting on the porch was none other than Jermichael. He stood up, stared for a minute, and started coming down the steps. I whipped my car around and sped out of there. The living situation I witnessed was unexplainably shocking, and I felt bad for him. But at the same time, I was afraid of him. That night, I laid my sleeping baby in his crib and went and showered. As I walked back to the other side of the trailer to check on the baby, I had to walk past the back door. If you've ever lived or been in a trailer, it was one of those metal doors with the diamond-shaped window at the top. There was nothing covering this window. As I walked by, I tried not to look, but out of my peripheral, I saw a face. I instantly knew it was him. I ran into the nursery, my heart beating into my neck, and closed the door. I got down on the floor beside my sleeping baby's crib. My cell was the only phone I had in the house, and it was in the bathroom. There was silence, and then a dreaded knock on the front door. A chill went through me, and I was so frozen with fear. There was another knock, and suddenly my mind started working. He saw me through that window. He's probably been watching me for months. He knows I'm here, I thought to myself. I was afraid that if I didn't do something, he would try to force his way in. So I got brave, went to the door, who is it? I yelled. It's Jermichael. Open the door. He said this calmly, but sternly. No, please go away. I screamed to the top of my lungs as the tears started pouring from my eyes down my chest. I heard the sound of him scraping something against the metal door. Panic started to set in. I can't ever remember feeling so helpless. I ran to the bathroom, grabbed my phone, and that was the first time that I ever called 911. By the time the police got there, of course he was gone. They told me they were aware of him, but since he didn't really do anything to harm me, there wasn't much that they could do. I spent a few nights at that trailer after that, and soon moved out. It's been seven years now, and I still have terror-filled flashbacks of that night, and can only wonder what he would have done if I had opened that door, in addition to how long he had been watching me for. While I don't ever anticipate coming face to face with that man ever again, if I ever smell that indescribable stench, please believe that I'll be running. When I was 23, I rented an apartment in an old boarding house in a neighborhood just outside the sketchy downtown of a mid-sized southern U.S. city. One night, around 2 a.m., I was driving home from my boyfriend's place after we'd had a huge fight. I was teary and not paying much attention to my surroundings. At a stoplight, 
I pulled up alongside the only other car on the road, made brief eye contact with the driver, and gave him a quick absent smile. I'm southern, it's ingrained. Anyway, I guess he took that as some sort of invitation. At the next stoplight, he stared intently into my car with a weird, blank expression. And at the next, and at the next. I was seriously uneasy, but it took me a while to realize he was actually following me at this point. I should have driven to a police station, but this was before smartphones and I didn't know where the closest one was. Also, I was exhausted and guess I thought that I was just being paranoid and didn't want to make a fuss. Instead, I circled around out of my way until I no longer saw his headlights behind me. It seemed like he got bored and veered off. I was beyond relieved and drove straight home, anxious to get inside and behind locked doors. I parallel parked in a tight spot between two cars on the street outside of my boarding house and cut the engine. And that's when he pulled up alongside me, close enough to the driver's side door that I couldn't have opened it if I wanted to. I was blocked in and now he knew where I lived. I briefly thought about climbing across and exiting by the passenger door, but I wasn't confident that I could outrun him to the house and get it unlocked before he grabbed me, if that was his intention. It was very much the vibe that he was throwing off. I fumbled my phone, and while I was fishing it out from under my seat, he got out of his car, lazily walked around to the passenger side of mine, and tried opening the door. Finding it locked, he leaned down, stared at me with that same intent, dead-eyed expression, and started tapping the glass. I got my phone open and yelled that I was calling the police as I dialed 911. He began banging on the window, then slamming his fist on the windshield like he was trying to break it. Then he stopped cold and just stared for a long minute more while I talked to the dispatcher, looking utterly disappointed in me. I don't clearly remember the end of the interaction. It was a long time ago, and I was terrified while trying to give my information over the phone, but I remember having the impression that he was making a mental note of the house, and that he seemed entirely confident as he ambled back to his car and unhurriedly drove away. The cops came and took my statement, and didn't seem to like what I had told them one bit. If they found him though, no one ever let me know. I lived in that house for a few more months, and didn't get a single solid night's sleep. From that point on, that blank expression found me every time I closed my eyes. 